God inhabits the praises of his people all the time. Do your best to remember next Sunday, obviously church, but three to five. Remember, I was asked to speak, um, be one of the speakers at a religious freedom rally at the courthouse between three and five Sunday. Kind of looked ahead of the weather, and it doesn't look like it'll be too bad. So let's come out in force, and let's stand up for God. It's just the way it is anymore. This morning, we kind of laid it out there. The day and age that we live in, the last days, perilous times, the rampant deception and rebellion in the people, uh, and sadly to say even in God's people, as they refuse to obey the word. Many are deceived by pulling various things out of the word. But we looked at it today and how we can handle that. We handle it with the word of truth, with the spirit of God. God is giving us time and opportunity to get serious about devouring the Word of God and getting it in us. Thy Word have I hid, where? That I might not against Almighty God, against Thee. So this is what we've got to do, hide this Word in our heart. Tonight, <clears throat> we're going to look at another aspect of being God's people in these last days, being in the middle of all this, in the middle. This is not our home, heaven bound, but while we are here, there's a calling on our lives, and there's a purpose that we are here, and God has called us for such a time as this. It can be spooky. It can unnerve you if you take your eye off of God and put it on the news. It will do you in. We're going to look at something tonight. And we're going to ask God to do something tonight. This morning we talked about all the deception that is running rampant, all the various things that are going on in our, not only in America, but in the entire world. It's just spinning out of, out of control. And so we looked at it uh, through the Word of God and how to handle it with the Word of God. But in the midst of that, God redeems His people. Remember we talked about you have been chosen. So you're a chosen one. We're talking about very elect as one, those who God has chosen and so that is that is us and it says if possible that they could even be deceived and tripped up uh, which which means look if you are in your word and that word is in you you cannot be duped you cannot be tripped up so if you waver from the word then you become a sitting duck like we saw Wednesday night and what we viewed for our teaching on Wednesday night so now now we're going to look at what God does he gets us redeemed he gets us uh, attempts to get Egypt out of us, which is a type of the world, gets the Spirit of God in us, and then He sends us on our way. So you're not saved to sit. You're not saved to just swing in the park. Remember in the hammock and the lemonade, God has a purpose for you. He has a reason why you have been redeemed for such a time as this. So look, we're going to look at Luke 10, 3, and this is what He tells us. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. He says, don't take anything with you. Keep, carry neither purse nor script nor shoes nor salute no man by the way. So you can see what God, God is sending us as lambs among wolves. Now when I read that and was praying on what I should talk about this morning, I wrote down, Lord, that doesn't sound very attractive. That doesn't sound like, ooh, 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 I want to be first. 
No, I, no, I don't think so. If we, if we be serious, I said, Lord, that sounds like a formula for failure. I've never seen a lamb take on a wolf and win. And so God uses this analogy. He said, I'm sending you forth as lambs among wolves. Yet this is exactly as Jesus was sent, as a lamb among wolves. And that's what the, that's the situation we are in now, as this world is spinning crazily out of control. And God says, now go your way. Behold, I know what I'm doing. I'm sending you as lambs, not as Rambos and Arnolds. I'm sending you as lambs among the wolves. <coughs> now, most of you know and that we've got this youth center over there, and we've got a little pickup truck with it, 97 Dodge. Okay, so a few times I'll walk back and forth from there to my office to maybe use the truck. Then the other day I was out there walking across, not paying any attention. There's like two German shepherds on the prowl. I felt like a lamb among the wolves. It's the truth. So, look, this is what I do now. You might laugh at it. I don't care because I'm the one walking across, not you. I, I know it's not a, a huge thing, but it's something that I got in my hand. I'm looking around. I can't find. I thought this is a perfect place for a golf club just to smack one of them dogs. All I had was a, a yardstick, you know, and it's really flimsy, but I thought, I don't care. I'm gonna, if I'm going to walk across there and them dogs are going to come after me, I'm going to go down swinging. So I'm at least taking a, a yardstick. And so when I look at this and I think, God, you're, you're sending us out into some of the last days of the last days in the pitch darkness of rebellion and deception, and God, you're, you're sending us out as lambs, God, I want to be sent out with all the high-tech equipment that I possibly can get my hands on. Then maybe I can go out if I'm not chicken enough. But God says, no, that's not the way I want you to go. I want you to go as lambs. And so we're going to look at that. When you go to your job and you go to your work and the various God-haters or the various things that are going on, God wants you to go as a lamb among the wolves. And this is why. Luke 24 49 says this, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. God's just not going to send you out as a defenseless lamb. It's going to get tore up in shreds by wolves. No, God says, I got a plan. You're going to go out as lambs. You're going to be totally dependent upon the power of God. You're going to be completely dependent upon God, the Holy Ghost, to take care of you, to give you the power You've got to walk by faith in these last days that we live in, trusting God the Holy Ghost, because things are not becoming nice like they always have been in America. Churches are under the microscope. They're now under fire. So God says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, and he tells us to do something. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until, not forever, until you be endued with power from on high. Now, the American church has played church for so long, gotten so silly and so out of sorts with God. But as the last days keep coming, and as the pressure gets darker and darker, and the billowing clouds of storms and threats of storms keep coming, God is shaking his church. He's shaking the silliness right out of us. 
So now that we have something that normally wouldn't happen, we have a, a denomination, the Catholic denomination, that would call us up and want us to be a part of religious freedom because the pressure is on and silly little doctrinal lines now are going to become erased. And we're going to work together with people who truly love God and they're going to walk in the power of God. There'll still be hordes of them still playing church and we'll leave them up to God. That's up to God, not us. We have to fulfill the commandment. We have to fulfill the purpose that God has this church sitting here now. And that's you. It's not this building, it's you. It's you who feel called here and stirred here to keep eating here and receiving here. God has a purpose. And God says, you need to be endued with power on high to go out there as lambs. This is not just a skip to the park. God said, no, this is serious. Do you understand? What we're in is supernatural. This is very supernatural. This is a supernatural place. We have a supernatural calling. We have a supernatural boss. And he wants us to move in the supernatural. Not all that silly stuff that's been going on in America. We wash our hands of that nonsense. But we want to walk in the true holy power of God as lambs amongst the wolves. Oh, yeah. Endued. That word endued is... It says, in the sense of sinking into a garment, as putting like your pants, in dude, sinking into this garment of power, it means to go into, to enter, to go under, be plunged into, to sink in, to be endued with God's power. American church doesn't have this. The majority of the churches. This verse 49 again in the NIV says this, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Clothed with power. You don't want to walk out there in the midst of wolves in your intellect or just doctrine in your head, teaching. You want to walk in the power of God the Holy Ghost. You want to have the, the clothes, the garment of power on as you walk out there, trusting God will give you the words to speak if you have to stand in front of Caesar. Is that scriptural? Is it? Sure it is. If you read the word, you know it is. God told Paul, don't panic. The Spirit of God will give you words when you have to speak in front of Caesar. We cannot do the work Jesus has called us to do. It's just impossible, totally impossible to do unless we are endued or clothed with this power from on high. It's an absolute must. Told you over and over and over. Catherine Coleman would say what? I'm sunk if the Holy Ghost does not show up. The power of God. The Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I send this promise. I send the promise of the Holy Ghost. Jesus assures them in a little time that the Spirit should be poured out upon us in greater measure than ever. Why? Because the evil is greater than ever. And it must be poured out. I cannot combat this evil on my own. 
even if I desire to and long to. No, this is supernatural. I'm just mortal. So we must have this supernatural power poured out on us and do with it. And we will be furnished with all these gifts and powers that are necessary for the work, for the work which lay before us. Greater measure. Is not this world way worse than when you was a youngster? Unbelievably worse. So as the enemy gets stronger, God says, don't sweat it. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and you'll be endued with power. Not to hide home, but to show up at a freedom rally. To start stepping out, wanting to represent God in any form whatsoever. But it says they must tarry. Tarry at Jerusalem. A supernatural power. A power above any of their own. It's from on high. A power from on high. What are they going to say in America when God moves with power from on high? When you speak and the word is instantly, powerfully packed with the anointing of God, what are they going to do? They might run, they might throw stones at you, but they're not going to be able to deny it. Not going to be able to deny this power. Joel 2, 28 tells us this, And it shall come to pass afterward, this is where we are, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Are you flesh? Then you. this is talking about you. I will pour out. Do you have sons? Do you have daughters? And God says, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Supernatural life. Supernatural existence. Walking in the power of God as he reveals things to us in dreams or prophesies the word of God, bold and powerful, strong, like a bolt from heaven. And then you walk in it. This just going to church and going home and buying a pint of bologna, reading a Sunday paper, petting a dog and work for 40 years at Armco, and that's your life. That stuff's got to stop. That's why we're in this mess. We need people that will push and press and walk and tarry and walk until they get endued with power from on high, trusting God. And the word of God will keep you from all the deception and the silliness that has gone on in our nation, declaring it to be a move of God. Bunk! How can you say that? Because it's a plumb line. You plumb all this stuff with the word of God. It must be the plumb line. Not yeah, but gospel or I think gospel. Plumb line, that's it. This is how we are being forced to live now. Happy days are over. The enemy is out with his big guns. America's falling and turning its back on God. The church is weak and pulverish, without strength, without ability. God is looking for his people like we closed with that video. Arise as the church starts to come up and realizes it's calling. Realizing that this is not about us, it's about God. That he has chosen you to be his last day people in a country that's lost his way. A country that is lost, it's not about you. It's about crying out to God to get a hold of our nation again. Crying out to God to get a hold of our churches again. 
You've got to be endued with power from on high to grip people at the heart. And so we have to take time to be endued. And I always think, man, Sunday night's the perfect time. Sunday night when people come back, that's a shine. That's some fruit of some hunger. They come back for more. And this tarrying means to take time, make time, until we can be endued. Stand before God and say, God, please, I beg thee, give me the power to live godly in these last days, to make a difference, God, to go to my grave with souls, bringing souls to you. We know Acts 1.8, oh my gosh, good old Pentecostal churches or whatever you want to call us, independent churches, love this verse, but it's time this verse becomes real. Comes real. After we tarry and get a hold of God and get serious with God, then we're Acts 1.8, we shall receive power. Not to act like clowns and bozos and fools, but to act like Elijah's and Elisha's and Moses. Walk in the power and the glory and the anointing of God. Pick up Elisha's mantle. Elijah's mantle and have a double portion to walk in the glory and the strength that's in the Word. You can't walk this without that anointing, without being endued. You don't have that ability. That's why this is a must. That's why this is supernatural. I mean, I can't say, okay, today, we'll all line up to be lambs, walk out there that wolf cage. Who's first? That's what? Are you crazy? That's the natural response. David runs at Goliath, runs at him. The Spirit of the Lord in the name of, he's running at him. Goliath is huge, running at him. That was the Spirit of God coming upon David. It's in us. Endued. Don't let the growl of the wolves and the enemy and the darkness of the day and age we live in intimidate you. You are a walking dynamo for God. You are a walking explosion ready to go off for God. You are. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, Zanesville, Courthouse, and other uttermost parts of the earth. That's us at the uttermost parts. That word power, you know that, comes from the Greek word dunamite, dunamos, which also means dynamite, dynamo, dynamic. Boom! Someone's done something for God. Boom! There's another thing going on for God. Dynamite! When someone's down and out and ready to take your life, you speak, boom, into their life, power explodes into their life. What? You don't have to be like that. Let me tell you about God. And God takes your words and boom, blasts them right between the eyes. You might not look, you don't know what's going on, but you're speaking by faith. You're not going, geez, gosh darn, that's bad. Let's see, I got to go. You speak. Spend time, you tear, you get endued with power. The word, like we talked about this morning, and you trust God. He knows you're a lamb in the midst of wolves. And he also says, I will pour out my spirit upon you. 
I'm going to believe that by faith tonight. And if I'm the only one, I'm going to believe it. Sure, when the guy said, do you want to come and speak? Freedom of religion in the courthouse. And I'm going, inside. I thought I'm going, yeah, man, sure, yeah. I walked away going, oh, my gosh, what am I going to say? How am I going to do that? What can I say? What can I not say? What can I do? Can I do this? Can I do that? It's just so you know, I, I'm not going like riding in on my white stallion. I don't even like horses. So it sure would help me if I saw faces out there that I knew, that I knew would be praying for me. Even if it's only 10 minutes, you do it for 10 minutes. So this, this dynamo, this dynamite I'm going to be depending upon. I don't care if I stumble and bumble over the words. God doesn't matter. Bam, bam, bam. I don't even care if I go, uh, bam, trust Jesus, um, bam, bam. Believe that. The Spirit of God will do that. You don't have to be this eloquent speaker and throw out these $50 words and everybody stand. No, you have to be anointed with the power of God. You have to be endued with the power of God. That word power again, remember? Generator, dynamo is a generator that produces power, produces electrical power, creates its own power. That's what we have in us. It's the source of power. God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to be witnesses of who God is. When you run into somebody's life is a mess, you can say, let me tell you what God did to me. Pam, pam, pam. Power of the word. Even though you don't see it, you think you're just stumbling and you're nervous as heck and you're sweating like crazy trying to witness to someone you don't even know or hardly know or your best friend. What's it matter? You sweat over all of This is being endued. This is how the church is supposed to be as we are lambs. I've never seen a bad lamb. There are always pushovers. What can a lamb beat up? Grass. That's it. Seriously. So God makes this perfect analogy that that's about all I can handle. And so God says, I'm going to set you amongst more than the wolves. Because yes, because then you will totally. Acts 4.33 says this. By faith, you need to walk in these scriptures. We've been talking about the word of God for a month and a half now. How you need to live 100% by the word of God. Look what it says in 4.33. It says, and with great power gave the apostles witnesses of the resurrection. And don't fall for that. That was just for the apostles. You know why we say that? Because we don't have the power. And so we say, well, God stopped that. I'm off the spot. No, this is the word of God. It says it's written for our examples. The whole thing, whole word of God. All word of God is God breathed. For me, not just for them. What am I supposed to go? Gosh darn, I wish I had that power back then. I'm getting beat up now. Absolutely not. It's for us. And with great power gave the apostles witnesses of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Look at this. And great grace was upon us. God's blessed favor. God's divine ability rests upon me so that I can carry out his call. Because without him, I'm just one of those characters on Wizard of Oz. I either have no strength, no heart, no roar without God. And so God says, he'll give us 
He'll give us this great power and he'll give us this great grace. Grace in God is that favor. He smiles from heaven upon us. It's one of my children out there behind the enemy's lines, dragging a wounded soul back to the cross, behind the enemy's lines, as they give their life to God, breathing and dying, with bullets flying around you. You come and you redeem another one for Christ, and you lay him at the cross, and he gets born again. Great power to go back to the enemy, beyond the enemy's line. Great grace. And that's what we need. As your heart flutters inside of you, and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're thinking of passing that law. Are you kidding me? That law's up before? I, told, I was at the Wednesday crowd, I think I told. I heard this on the news. Now, I don't know where this law is. I don't know if it's sitting on a Supreme Court table. I don't know if it's in their stack. Or I don't know if someone's writing it and going to present it to them. But this is true. The Supreme Court has either got one or about to get one where you are no, you are no longer going to have the freedom to sell your items. Yard sales are going to be illegal. I think I'll sell this lamp. Oh, no, you won't. What? That's another freedom. It's, it's, it's not like in some demon's mind. It's, no, it's on paper somewhere in uh, our uh, land of the free. So this, this great grace must be upon us as we start to face these certain situations. And not to stay saved or remain saved, but to win people for God. Win them as we trust the Word of God. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do something weird at this moment. Everybody look at their hands. Just look at your hands and let me read something. Look at it. Acts 19 says, And God brought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Special miracles. You got hands? Think of special miracles. Now please, I know the foolishness that has gone on in America. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about being used by God. You're to be God's feet and His hands. And that scripture said God did special stuff from the hands of Paul. You got hands. New King James says, and God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. NIV says God did extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. Got hands, God. I've got hands. New Life Version said God used Paul to do powerful, special. What else is the word telling us? God is no respecter of persons. Oh, I just love Paul's hands. Yours? No, sorry. No, 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 no. Use me, God. Use me, God. I know what I am, God. I'm fearful. I'm scared, but use me. Use me, God. Did you say that just tonight? God, use me. Verse 12 tells us why. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and these diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out. So what's the silly American church doing? Pour oil on stacks of hankies and mail them to you. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about when you walk into work, you got hands. 
Jesus. And someone just might be on a nervous breakdown and you have opportunity, the door opens. That's what I'm talking about using his God used the extraordinary through God's hands. The church has to be endued with power on high or we are just another organization. We're just another business. This is not an option. When I purchase a car, the, the motor is not an option. Right? I need that power. It's got to take me to where I want to go, when I want to get there. Sometimes it's got to get me out of the way. I want that power there. Never gone around and said, hey, you got a motor? And that's what we are without the, the power of God. We're a car without the motor. And we need to start just believing and stepping out, trusting God, taking that risk. Remember how we said we spell faith? R-I-S-K. Take a risk. person you worked beside for 28 years knows everything about you but doesn't know you serve God. Take a risk. Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. This is what this says about you and I as you as a lamb walk in that. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Don't be afraid. You're going to get shot at. Not for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand so when it starts to happen, don't go, what's going on? You read it. It's in the Word. God's telling us what's going on. Only with thy eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge. Refuge, a place I run to to receive strength and ability, be endued with power on high again, so I can go back out as a lamb amongst the There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. You're the head not to tell. You're full of the power of Almighty God. God the Holy Ghost. And we need to start realizing that and walking in that. And when you find yourself in front of some situation that I'll be um, in front of next Sunday, I'm going to be trusting the power of the Holy Ghost to give me words to speak. Throughout the week, I'm not going to say, oh, I'll just trust in God. No, I'll study and I'll pray and I'll look, but then I'll trust God when I go. That's how you're to live every day. Whether you're a truck driver, a banker, or a teacher, or a housewife. That's how you live. It's just not for me because I'm going to face some. No, it's for you. You're going to face some. Joel told us this. And it's in the Word of God. 
and also upon thy servants and upon thy handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit. This is for every one of us. This pouring out of God's spirit. So that you could be endued with power. Be a totally different person than what you were. But then God will give you great grace to walk in the darkness and the filth of this world that's going crazy. But God said it would. And you were chosen by God to be put in the game at this last time in the fourth quarter. It's for all 28. It's me, Bruce. Get in there. Stop the enemy. My men servants and my maiden servants. In this latter time, all servants of the Lord will be filled with His Spirit in this unique and powerful way. No matter what you do in life, does it matter? Under the new covenant, every believer can receive this full measure of the Spirit of God as He pours it out. God, I need to be endued. You told me, Lord. It's a special and wonderful way. It's a supernatural walk that we're called to. John 20, 21 tells us, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. So maybe they're all milling around the 70, and we're going, Hey, Alan, you want to go with me? And Pat says, Hey, Bruce, you want to go with me? Dan says, hey, Jim, you want to go? And we're picking up our two-by-twos, and we're maybe starting to walk from the door to the door, and the Lord goes, hold it! You can't go out there on your own. You can't face the wows of the devil just as mortal people. And what did he say? 22 says, and when he had said thus, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. No games, no hype, no silliness. I'm telling God, God, will you breathe on us tonight? God, whoever comes, I have no idea who's coming. So now I can see who's coming. But God knew you were coming. There's another point I don't know. I don't, God, I don't know who's going to come to the altar. He does. And I'm saying, who? Soever will come, stand at this altar, lift their hands, and in your own way, praise God and thank Him and ask Him, God, breathe on me. Breathe on me. Offer Him your hands. Use me. God, use me. Then we leave it to God. But I, by faith, believe. It's confirmed in the Word. God tells me He wants us to tarry to be endued. So tonight to start, I will come. I will stand with you and I will say, God, use me. I know what I am, Lord. I know what I'm made of, but God, use my hands. Use me, Lord. God, breathe on me. Breathe on me. Now I'm not going to run to the mirror and say, I don't look any different. No, I'm going to go by faith. The substance of things, the not seen. That's Christianity. I said, hold up, hold up, Adam. 
pull up Give me something. See. By faith, you believe it. By faith, God told them that I'm going to breathe on you, and I'm saying in my office, Lord, will you breathe on me tonight? Will you breathe on me tonight, Lord God, in my frail, silly way in life? Will you just breathe on me? I may receive the Holy Ghost that I could be a pastor in these last days, Lord God. That I could be a husband, a neighbor, a father, a grandfather. Man of God in these last days. Will you breathe? Please. You think your heavenly Father is going to go, that doesn't line up with the Word. I'm not asking, breathe on me so I can be the best Christian author, get rich and move to California. I'm not asking God for that stuff. Breathe on me, God, so I can be used so mighty that I'll be pastor state. Oh, my God. You hear a throw-up sound? That was God. Just to be used. To be used by God. Received the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave his disciples the Holy Spirit because he knew they were going out as lambs among the wolves. He knew that at times God was going to have to drop unbelievable things in their head and their heart so they could speak unbelievable situations in front of them and be anointed with the power of God. Give us this Holy Ghost so we have the ability to carry out our mission while we're here, God. We'll have our fun times. We'll have our fall festival like last night. It was fun. Beautiful weather. We'll have our mystery dinner that the world uses and makes it crude and filthy, but we can use it and make it a fun fellowship time for the people of God and raise money and get a great meal for the children. From the church. We'll have those times. But we can never lose sight of why we're called and for what purpose. So our altar call is simply going to be that. Come down here and stand and lift those hands up and say, God, if you could use anything, you can use me, Lord. Lord, please use my hands to bring deliverance to the captive. Bring hope to the depressed. So many people have turned from the church. They only look at the church for wanting their money and doing various things. I just use us, oh God. Use my hands to bring a revival to the house of God again. Use me at work, Lord. That doesn't mean you become a slacker and just talk about God and not do your work. No, you become the best worker. And God will give you opportunities. Mike has a song for us. And it's called I Surrender. And I'm not even asking you to sing it. It'll be up there, it'll be playing, it'll have the words, it's a powerful song. 
All I want is the saints that are going to come stand here before God and say, God, would you breathe on me? Forget about all your thoughts and ideas of the Holy Ghost. Forget about all that. Just come in your aching heart to be used by God. And say, God, our poor nation, Lord, Lord, the church, my neighborhood, my neighbor, my own children, God. God, please. Our elders are open. Michael, you start that music. You dim some of these lights. Please. Let's at least stand. Make your decision whether you're coming or not. You got hands. Lift them by faith. We're trying to orchestrate anything. Just trying to get a hold of God. By faith. Use me, Lord. No matter where you're at, where you work, if you don't work.